Welcome to Ecclesia Principles, a biblical strategy for believers to engage in God's design for government with Ray Eppard. Hello, glad you could join us again today. Uh, Monday of next week is Christmas Day, the time that we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Now, with this, obviously, we do not know if he was born on 20, the 25th of December or not. And in all honesty, some people make a big deal out of that. To me, that's not what's important. What's important is he was born, and it is right to celebrate his birth. And at one point in history, they picked December 25th. I'm not going to fight it. I want to celebrate the birth of the greatest person that was ever born on this planet. He is the Lord of heaven. Amen. Now, with this today, I want to look at the interaction of the wise men when they came uh, to Israel to find Jesus. Now, let's go to Matthew chapter 2, and we'll start with verse 1. And We'll go down through verse 6. We'll take uh, different parts of this and look at it as we go along because it's important to understand that you know, our theme this week has really been that Christ is not waiting to become king. He's king now. He's the king over heaven and earth now. We relegate that to the, the end times we relegate that to the millennial reign of Christ and the new heaven and the new earth so much. But the only difference between now and then is right now he's still allowing his enemies choice. He's allowing them choice. He's, he's giving them grace, if you would. They have time to change. They have time to come into alignment with him. But the day's coming when he will get on his white horse, he will come down, he will defeat uh, the armies of the earth that will be led by the Antichrist, and then he will establish his reign on the earth. It's not that he doesn't have that authority now. He does have it now. He's just giving grace. We need to understand that every part of dominion, authority, governance, anything that governs, parents are to govern their children. Schools are to govern education. Every part of this is now accountable to Jesus. It's not waiting to become accountable to him. It's accountable now. Every person will have to stand before God for how they have used the dominion, the, the jurisdiction, the authority that he has given them. It's his. Everybody's accountable to him now. He's just giving us time to get our house in order, if you would. And the bottom line is our assignment 
is to help bring that to pass. We have been given the ministry of reconciliation. That is getting people born again, but it is more than that. It is bringing all things under Christ, bringing it into alignment with him in a diplomatic way. Now, let's go ahead and read Matthew chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. Now, with this, I, I, I won't go into it very far, but it's important to note that Matthew here says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem. This, they, if you would, they didn't come to the manger the night he was born. They weren't there. Matter of fact, if you read uh, later in the chapter, matter of fact, I'll go ahead and try to find it. Uh, it says uh, here, duh, 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 duh. Oh, verse 11 of this same chapter. It says, talking about the wise men, and when they had come into the house, they saw the young child. See, the thing of it is, we don't know exactly when the wise men came, but they didn't come to the manger. At some point, evidently, just putting two and two together from all of this, Mary and Joseph could find no place at the end. They stayed in a stable. Jesus was born there, wrapped in swaddling clothes, laid in a manger. But evidently, they stayed in Bethlehem for a period of time. Evidently, if you would, Joseph got a house because they came to the house. Whether it was the house of a relative that they were staying with, uh, whether, if you would, they rented a house. We don't know that dynamic, but by the time the wise men got to Jesus, he wasn't a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. He was a young child. They weren't in a manger. They were at a house. And all these things took place accordingly. So just having that in mind as we go through here. But in verse 2, when they got to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? Jesus told Pilate, when Pilate asked him, well, are you a king? Because Jesus was telling him, you know, my kingdom's not of this world and so forth and so on. And he said, because if my kingdom was of this world, my disciples would be fighting. He wasn't saying his kingdom wasn't in the world. He was saying his kingdom didn't function like the world. But his kingdom is in this world. And everything in this world is a part of his kingdom. We, we, we have to understand that everything in this world is a part of his kingdom. The question is, is it aligned with him? Or is it aligned against him? Has it been reconciled to God? Or is it an enemy working against God. But everything is in his kingdom. Everything's in his kingdom. Every, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and they who dwell there. 
And so here at this point, he says, who, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? Jesus is king now. He was born to be king. That's what he told Pilate. He said, for that reason, he said, are you a king? He said, yes, I am a king. For that reason, I came into this world. For that reason, I came into this world to be king. See, now think about that a little bit. Think about that a little bit. Because, again, there's so many things. Now, salvation is extremely important. It, it is extremely important, especially to us. <laughs> salvation is extremely important to me. But we miss some of the things that God says. We miss some of the dynamics. When Satan was tempting Jesus, he didn't offer him the souls of the world. He offered him the kingdoms of the earth and their glory. When he said, I have come to seek and save that which was lost, we read it as those who are lost. But he said, I came to seek and save that which was lost. I have come into the world for this purpose, to be a king. Now, we don't take salvation out of that mix because, again, you know, as the shepherds told, uh, as the angels told the shepherds, there's born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Thank God, him being king goes hand in hand with him being Savior. But see, part of what we've got to understand is, and, and some people probably think I'm a heretic for this, but just stay with me here and just let me explain it a little bit. If Jesus just came to be Savior, then he would probably never come back because he would just give, keep giving people more and more time. And one of the uh, errors of the extreme grace message, and by extreme, I'm talking about things that are just not in the Bible, is, is that nobody's going to hell because God's love and Jesus died for everybody. You see, that comes from thinking that everything God is about is salvation. That's what leads to that wrong thinking. Jesus didn't come to seek and save those who were lost. He came to seek and save that which was lost. And you see, there's coming a point in time when he's going to say, time's up. And at that point, people who are alive will be cast into hell. Why? Because he came to be king. He came to be king. And he has extended grace to the world. He has extended mercy to the world. But this isn't about having mercy extended forever. This is about him being king. And if you would, that's where the rubber meets the road, if you would. 
And that is why there will be a time when there is a judgment seat, a white throne judgment, because the king is in charge. And he is not going to allow everything just to continue to run amok. He's not going to allow things just to continue to be in opposition to him. He's king. All power in heaven and earth are his. That day's coming. Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? He came to be king, and he is king. And they went on and said, For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. And then when Herod heard king, when the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them, where is the Christ, where the Christ was to be born? So they came to him. See, the term Christ identifies him as king and ruler. When you call him the Christ, you're calling him the king and the ruler, the anointed one. So they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it was written by the prophet, but you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. We have to understand. We, we miss this so much because of how we look at government. But Jesus is ruler. He is the ruler of all government. It's just some of it isn't currently submitted to him. God bless you. Have a Merry Christmas. You've been listening to Ecclesia Principles with Ray Eppard. Follow us on YouTube and Facebook on our Ray Eppard pages. This program was brought to you by Victory Worship Center and World Outreach. Services Sunday, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock, 200 Hammond Lane, Stanton, Virginia. To everything, there is a season, a time to plant and a time to harvest. Ecclesiastes 3.1.2 Augustus Seed is an independent, family-owned and operated seed company located in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. They provide quality seed, first-class genetics, and affordable prices. Get your seed and start planting today. Contact Augustus Seed online at AugustusSeed.com.